And now for something worth dropping everything for. Stay tuned for Spacey's. Blast off with us into a world that rarely cares about worlds because it's in space. In the far distant future where aliens intermingle with escapades simply for a way to pass the time, humans have finally decided to join the party. Commander Rash Blasterbelt and Ensign Jock Jr., along with their shipboard artificial intelligence Charles, travel the stars in their venture class ship, the ISGSS Urbaniac. They look for adventure, damsels in distress, bad guys, and gender-neutral terms, for they are intergalactic space guardians. Join us in tonight's thriller of an episode, Schrader's of the Lost Ark. We'll get started in just a second, but first, a word from tonight's sponsor. Unless you're showing your enthusiasm for libraries. Yes, we're quiet in the aisles, but we are loud with our smiles. Everyone head to the best place to riot in quiet. Is reading and surfing the web in the privacy of your own home too distracting? Is the outside world too outside? Come to the place where telling people to stop talking isn't just expected, it's encouraged. Libraries, shut the fush up. On a far distant planet, Rash and Jock are nowhere to be found. Instead, we find ourselves on a medieval world that's mid-celebration. The leader of a small village, Chancellor Hardy, takes a stage in front of a line of young women, all of them staring anxiously out at the crowd. Hello, and welcome to our annual lottery. It seems like just yesterday we were parading around, lighting fireworks, and planning for a bright, full future. Hard to believe it's already been a whole year. Before you stand a new batch of virgin volunteers. Look at these lovely virgins. As much as we love them all, there's one that we love the most, isn't there? Now, which one is she? A young man runs across the stage, extra nervous. He hands a tube-shaped package to each of the young women standing in line. One by one, they open the packages. The first woman opens her package and... Nothing. She sighs with relief. The next woman opens her package and... Nothing. She sighs with relief. This continues on and on until we get to Schrader. She opens her package and pulls out a rose. <gasps> Fush me. Congratulations to our new favorite virgin, Schrader. <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself? It's... In honor to finally be chosen for such an honor. Yes, of course it is. Thank you, Schrader. You've been doing this for so long, you're an adult now. The oldest winner of the lottery yet. We love you for your sacrifice. Everyone, let's show our love for Schrader. The crowd goes wild. They cheer and scream. <laughs> One of the other women, one with an empty package, begins a chant, and by the end, everyone in the crowd is joined in. We love Trader! We, we love Trader! We love Trader! 
We love Schrader. Schrader stands paralyzed, holding her rose, a fake smile frozen on her face. Meanwhile, in not-too-distant space, Rash lays awake in his bed after a long day of space adventures. They were so exciting, you really should have seen them. Rash is trying to sleep, but there comes a... Knock-knock. On the door. We hear Jock through the door. Hey, Rash, are you awake? No. Oh, okay. If you were, I was going to ask you a question. Well... If I was awake, I would probably tell you to go to sleep. That's the thing, Rash. I can't sleep. I can, Jock. This is the most asleep I've ever been. You sound pretty loud for someone so fast asleep. Just come in. Jock opens the door and immediately averts his eyes. Uh, I forgot that you sleep in the nude. Are you sure you're not asleep? Are you going to ask me this question, or are you just going to question if I'm asleep or not? I haven't decided yet. I was kind of hoping you were asleep, so I wouldn't have to ask it, but I could pretend I worked up the courage to. What's the question? Is it just us? Right now? Awake in my room? Yes. We turned the ship over to Charles for the night. Not just now. I mean, in general. Is it? Just us? We fly all over space with no permanent home. We never have any prolonged contact outside of the ship. Is it just us floating out here? Are we all each other have and no one else? What are you talking about? We meet people all the time. But none of them stick around. I just wanted to know, is there anyone else? Everyone matters, Jock. That's why we travel the stars trying to save them. That's not what I meant. Then what did you mean? I don't know. Never mind, sir. I'll try to get some sleep. Jock leaves and heads to his own bed, but neither feels any comfort from their conversation. The next morning, Rash enters the bridge long after Jock. Jock is looking at the scanners and barely notices that Rash has entered the room. Good morning, Ensign. Oh. You surprised me, sir. What gets you up and at them this fine morning? Just doing what we always do. Scan the stars for people in need. Sounds like the start to a productive day. Just doing what we're supposed to do. Though it may not matter today. We need to refuel. I set the scanners for any sign of civilization. There seems to be a suitable planet nearby. I'm going to go prepare for landing. Jock stands up and leaves the room. Something seems off about him, sir. Tell me about it. He had an existential crisis in the middle of the night. Doesn't he know those are way easier during the day? Morning. Day. Night. We are just passing through the same blackness past random pinpricks of light. Oh, man, not you two. Merely pointing out that time is a construct. Maybe you are the one in crisis for applying meaning to this. Down on the planet, Schrader walks through the village as a pariah. 
She now wears a gown with a rose embroidered over her heart. She wanders the streets and everyone avoids eye contact with her. She tries to start a conversation or two, but no one engages. Eventually, she finds herself at her destination, the church. She enters and winds her way back to the confessional. Hello, my darling Schrader. And what confession brings thee to me today? <laughs> None. I have no confession. I've done nothing wrong. And yet here you are, with a distinctive tone in your voice. It's just, I have a lot on my mind now. I'm going to be sacrificed to the volcano, all because I decided never to have sex and some lottery gave me a rose. I don't want to die. Maybe a confession of anger. No, I mean, yes, I'm angry. But to confess it means I'm sorry, and I have nothing to be sorry for. Indeed, it is the opposite. You have been blessed with a great honor. A virgin sacrificed for the prosperity of her people. What more could one want? To live? I want to fushing live. No one asked me if I wanted to die for prosperity. You would... Rather your own survival than the survival of your people. We don't even know if it makes a difference. We know that we've seen timeless success because of this tradition. We know it's a tradition. We don't know anything else. We've never seen what happens when we don't do it. Chancellor Hardy says it works and all we do is believe her. So what do you propose? That the Chancellor is lying? I didn't say that. You implied it. Listen, Schrader, you have been selected as the sacrifice your community needs. You came here, but not for confession. Why are you here? I guess I just needed to hear myself talk. Do you feel better? Do you feel more comfortable with your sacrifice? The village needs a virgin's blood spilled into the lava. I don't want to be the virgin that... Wait! That's it! That's what I'm going to do! I'm going to have sex! What? Only a virgin gets sacrificed. Can't sacrifice me if I'm not a virgin. I'm going to fush. I'm going to fush hard. You can't do that! You're right. Maybe I shouldn't do it hard. Maybe I should start with a soft fush. It is my first time. No, we need you for the prosperity of the people. And I need me for the prosperity of me. Everyone knows you're the sacrifice. No one in the community will bed you out of their own self-preservation. Out of my own self-preservation, priest? I need to ask you a question. Are you down to fush? Excuse me! Of course not! I didn't think so. I guess I'll have to throw my feminine wiles at someone else. Schrader stands and makes her way to leave the church. You know, I've never tried confession before, but there's something... I'm not sure what... Whatever it is, I feel better now. Thank you. We'll return to Spacey's in just a moment, but first, a word from our sponsor. 
How many books have you bought from bookstores? Is it too many? How many have you read? How many have you reread? Are you and all of your English teachers ashamed of your answer? Too many bookstore books is a problem plaguing millions upon millions of people. Luckily, there is a solution. Libraries. They have all the books you could ever not read. But unlike the books you purchased from the bookstore, books from the library don't pile up. They just go right back to the library. Libraries. Less shameful than bookstores. And now back to Spacey's. The ISGS Urbaniac lands on the planet, and Rash and Jock disembark. Why did we have to land so far away? Because this planet hasn't discovered space travel yet. They probably won't for a few hundred years or so. Who knows what kind of damage we could inflict by introducing them to technology they haven't even conceived of yet. Walking is boring. So what? We go in disguised, barter for fuel, and leave? With none of them knowing we're spacemen? That's the idea. I'm sure we've single-handedly told at least half a dozen planets that space travel exists. And who knows what we've lost because of that? Every planet comes to intergalactic travel in its own way. If we allow them to discover space travel their own way, then we might learn something we can apply to space travel for a thousand worlds. It's for science, sir. Fine. I always feel weird on a planet without space travel. What do they even talk about? We don't always talk about space travel, sir. I don't know, Jock. We're talking about it right now. But we don't always talk about it. Don't we, Jock? Don't we? Back in the village, Schrader bursts out of the church and looks around. She runs up to the first guy she sees. Hey, what are you doing later? I'm gonna enjoy the prosperity of our village, thanks to your heroic sacrifice. <laughs> she abandons the conversation and runs off to find another guy. Would you want to go on a date with me and see where things go? I don't think my fiancé would like that. We're waiting until marriage. Schrader leaves and runs off to another guy. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Only if we stop it showing. I'd love to brag about it to my abstinence group. Schrader gives up and races through the streets of the village, still hoping to find some guy willing to take her V-card. Meanwhile, Rash and Jock enter the same village. They head to the blacksmith. Because why not? Why would any of these people have anything resembling fuel? None of them have left the planet. They have fuel. They might not know it yet, but it's there. Every planet has resources. It just takes someone to figure out how to use them. Look at all these people. They just look up and don't think of it as a road. They might have discovered flight. I don't even see a car. I'm sure they've invented the wheel. You don't need wheels in space, Ensign. But you do need wheels to get there. Do we have to go back to the ship so I can show you there are no wheels on it? That's not what I... <laughs> and I thought you were the smart one. The duo arrives at the blacksmith. Why did we come to the blacksmith? I don't know. I just thought that's what people did in these situations. Excuse me, sir. 
What are you using to fuel your forge? Wood! And do you think that might fuel intergalactic space travel? Sir, you can't ask him that. Well, I already did. We might as well get an answer. Do you think it could fuel a... vessel? That wanted to go explore the stars? No! Well, the blacksmith was a waste of time. Just then, Schrader runs up to the duo. She grabs Jock by the arm and asks, Do you want to have sex with me? I am not familiar with this greeting custom. I think I might like this planet. Sorry, hello, it's so nice to meet you, blah blah blah. Do you want a fush? I'm sorry, I don't think I understand. Schrader! Trying to sex and ruin village! I'm trying to live! You sacrifice! You cannot canoodle! Shut up! Schrader! Hate village! Many of the villagers begin congregating around the scene the blacksmith has started. How could you? We like prosperity! How could you? As the crowd becomes more and more claustrophobic, Schrader grabs Jock by the hand and runs. Surprised, Jock follows, and Rash chases after them. The members of the village chase after the whole group. They dodge in and out of side streets until they are well out of town. The trio looks around to make sure they aren't being followed. Trader jumps down into a riverbed and starts to follow the water upstream. Without much else to do, Jock and Rash follow suit. Are you willing to help me? And, and I could help you by doing, uh, wh- what again? Sex. She wants to have sex. I don't want to have sex. I have to have sex to survive. That doesn't sound exactly encouraging. Well, I'm not exactly encouraged. She keeps walking up the riverbed, not looking back at the two space travelers. Every year, someone dies. Not just someone. I'm sure people die all the time. Some virgin. Some extra special, super important, done nothing with her life virgin. Because I guess nature wants to kill us all, and the only way to appease nature is to sacrifice the purest of us. Pure apparently means virgin. Every year, they march one of us up to the top of the raging volcano and slit our throats so the blood drips into the lava and the lava subsides. Blood-stopping lava? I've never heard of that. Well, it happens every year, so I don't know what else to tell you. Are we going to take our clothes off or not? I just met you. I don't know anything about you. That's your only objection? My name's Schrader. Now you know something. I know. A lot of villagers were yelling it. You know, I like taking my clothes off. I haven't even done it with one person. I'm not going to start with two. Back at the village, Chancellor Hardy has gathered all of the townsfolk around her, all of them carrying torches and pitchforks at the ready. Schrader has run off. She has treated our customs with utmost disrespect. Customs that have brought us nothing but joy and prosperity and life. She looks at all we have accomplished and enjoyed, and she spits on it. We must find her. Why do we need her? Better heads Someone else. We will need to select a new sacrifice. We do not know what she has done with the two foreigners she was propositioning. 
But do you want someone running around, spitting in the face of our traditions? She was gifted an honor, an honor of saving us all. She is defying that honor. She defies us. She must not be allowed to continue. Bring her back so she may face retribution and destroy whoever is helping her defy our prosperity. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, back with those against prosperity, dusk approaches. Schrader keeps walking upstream and eventually uphill as they start climbing the volcano, the terrain getting more and more difficult to maneuver as they go. Where are we going? To the volcano. Why? I don't know. It's a direction. Isn't that where they want to kill you? Yeah, I suppose it is. Why are we headed there? I honestly don't know. Either you fush me, which you don't seem to want to do, or maybe I find a clue as to why all of this stupid stuff is happening. Schrader pushes ahead. The ensign and the commander lag behind to have a private conversation. Is she trying to stop the volcano by herself? I don't understand you, Ensign. Who knows? Maybe the volcano can answer some of her questions. No, not that. This woman is throwing herself at you. And you're doing nothing but avoiding her. She's not throwing herself at me, sir. She's throwing herself at anyone she thinks is willing. I'm merely the most viable option. That's not true. You know me pretty well, I'd say. Yes, sir. And you know that I'm down to get down. I have noticed that once or twice. Like, with pretty much anything that moves. Yes, sir. My body is a public playground. I don't think that's Why uh... should I deny anyone, including myself, the chance to explore this ambitious jungle gym? What you do with your, um... Playground is entirely up to you. I'm not sure why you're using- My point, Ensign, is that Schrader isn't asking me, someone very willing to participate, to take her virginity. Sir- Ever since we met her, she's only been asking you. And I think that means something. Schrader calls from some distance up ahead. What's taking you two so long? Because we've got company! She points, and the two space travelers look behind them. In the near distance are all the villagers wielding torches and pitchforks chasing after them. Are you sure you want to keep climbing the mountain? I've seen a lot of horror movies, and going upstairs is always a bad idea. I don't know what movies are. These aren't stairs. Idiot. The trio continue to climb. They are pushed onward by the ever-persistent crowd of violent villagers pursuing them. As they climb, the lava begins to form streams around them, forcing them to take harder and harder paths. Schrader, I don't want to question you leading us to what seems to be a bad idea. I do. I want to question it. Do you have a better idea? I decided I didn't want to die, and now my whole village wants to kill me. So maybe just die for your village and don't drag us into it. Sir! What? You can't ask her to just die for her village. With all due respect, why not? I don't think that had a modicum of respect. Have you ever been asked to die for your people? No. Well, when you do, then we'll talk. The crew continues on. 
Dark begins to settle in. They are able to see by the increasing glow from the flow of lava. As they move, Jock begins to notice something strange. Has the lava always behaved like this on your planet? Excuse me? The lava has What it... the fush do you mean by my planet? Uh, uh, I, I just meant this area of our planet. It's, it's totally a thing we say on the part of our planet that we come from. Right, sir? Yep, sure is. And what part of the planet is that? South? South is an inhospitable desert constantly plagued by acid rain. Would you believe southeast? What do you mean by my planet? Uh-oh. Looks like Jock broke his own rules. Nothing. I didn't mean anything by it. I just misspoke is all. You already tried and failed at covering it up. Plus, I think I also helped give it away. That's true. He also helped give it away. Commander, why are you helping her? Because it doesn't seem like anyone else on this planet is. She just wants to have sex. With you. So that her murderous village won't murder her on some stupid volcano. And for some reason, you don't want to. I can't remember the last time we ran into someone that was interested in either one of us, and here you are, and there she is. It was just last night you were complaining about it being just us and wishing there was something more in the universe. Then we landed on her planet looking for fuel and she runs up to you and practically begs to be part of your life. And you don't do anything? She wants your help and you won't give it to her? Instead, you just ask dumb questions about dumb lava. Also, Schrader, I'm so sorry that I'm talking about you in the third person. I don't think it matters if we flush or not. She looks back towards the mob of torches and pitchforks. I think they might want to kill me anyway. What was it about the lava? What? You wanted to know something about the lava on my planet? And you don't care about the planet part? Oh, I too, and we are going to get back to that later. But for now, just tell me about the lava. I just want to know why it's flowing uphill. It's what? Why wouldn't it? I just don't understand why the lava would disobey the laws of gravity when everything else on this world seems to obey them fine. You two are from outer space, then. I would just like to clear that up. Yeah, obviously. Wait, I have an idea. It might explain everything, or at least a few things. Jock pulls out his trusty ISG utility knife. Shing! Schrader, give me your hand. Schrader hesitates. She looks to Rash, who shrugs. She gives Jock her hand. I promise this will only hurt a little. <laughs> Wait, who am I kidding? I have no idea how much it will hurt. Now on the count of three. One, two... Slice! Ow! You said on three! Sorry. Jock turns her palm upside down and drips blood onto the ground. The lava creek near them begins to diverge away from its course and flows to absorb the newly spilled blood. Just as I thought. I think you're right, Trader. I think we need to make it to the mouth of this volcano. Can we cut your friend's hand, too? Just to confirm a theory of mine. Jock wipes the knife off on his pants and holds his hand out to Rash. Oh, man. I really like my palms. 
Rash holds out his hand, and Jock gives it a quick slice. Hey, you at least gave her a bogus countdown. Jock turns Rash's hand upside down and spills the blood on the ground. Again, the lava diverts course to absorb the blood. I don't have to say it, right? Everyone knows I have sex. We'll return to the exciting conclusion right after a message from our sponsor. Ugh. Books. <laughs> Am I right? So, many words and pages and what's up with chapters? I don't know about you, but I am done with reading. I like to sit back and have my entertainment happen at me. So, you know where I go and I need something to pass the time? You guessed it, the library. That's right, when I need a DVD or a CD, I go to the place that will let me borrow thousands upon thousands of titles for absolutely free. <laughs> they don't have what I'm looking for? No problem. Put it on hold. Wait a few days. The whole interlibrary system doesn't have what I'm looking for? They will literally buy a copy of it for their system just because I asked them to. Talk about entertainment for an eternity. Library, not just for book nerds. And now back to the riveting conclusion of Spacey's. Schrader finally summits the volcano. She stands as close as she dares to the lip of the molten, bubbly lake of fire. And above the lake is the menacing figure of Chancellor Hardy. She is floating above the lava. It's odd to me, Schrader, that you would come to the one place you know I would want you to die. It's odd to me that you would want me to die in one place. Always the mouth with you. You're welcome. I always thought you were smart, yet here you are, almost as if you're sacrificing yourself. If you want something done right. Before I kill you, Schrader, I have to ask, did you get to experience the delights of carnal pleasure? I'm sure you'll be happy to know that I did not. It makes no difference to me. You must know that by now. The power I receive from every blood sacrifice is enough to fuel my youth for another decade and then some. The volcano soaks up all, and I alone have discovered how to harness it. I do not care for the quality of the blood, just the quantity. I had a feeling. You're not from around here, are you? I am not. I take it your compatriots noticed the same thing about this lava that I did so long ago. No matter. Those torches and pitchforks will be here soon. What will they arrive to find? You. Dead and dripping blood into their savage volcano. And me crying because you have spoiled yourself. I will need another sacrifice for the ritual to work. The village will hate you for it. They will always remember you as the selfish harlot. The one that refused to help them prosper and chose sex instead. And I will receive twofold the power I was expecting. You just need blood to gain power? Doesn't matter if it was virgin or not? 
Congratulations, harlot in wanting. You figured it out. Why tell all the villagers it needed to be virgin blood, then? Because people like to believe in fairy tales. They provide stability in an uncomfortable world. Why would you choose to remain a virgin in such a fairy tale? You are a lovely, fully grown young woman. Why not have sex? As someone about to die, I don't see how that's any of your melt-rock business. I'm glad you understand the situation. Chancellor Hardy begins floating toward Schrader with her arms outstretched, ready for murder, and then... <laughs> ah, I get it perfectly! And Schrader pulls two blasters out. Pew, 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 pew! And shoots the fush out of Hardy dropping her body into the boiling lava. Behind her, Jock and Rash pop their heads up from behind some rocks. Thank God. I hate bad guy monologuing. They have to know it sucks, right? Why do they keep doing it? Nice shot. Or should I say nice several shots? Yeah, I think I explored a couple of feelings there. Thanks for lending me these space guns. That was something I felt I needed to do. Schrader sits down and stares towards the place where Hardy's body burned to a crisp. Jock takes a seat next to her. Uh, wow! Look over there! That... thing seems totally interesting. To me, not to you. I'm sure you both would be super bored by it. But not me! I'm very interested. I'm going to walk over there. Closer to the thing I'm interested in, but you two aren't. You know what I'm talking about? Of course not. Because then, you'd be interested. And you aren't. Obviously. Anyway. Bye now. I wonder what he's looking at. I don't think it matters. Eh, probably not. You know, I think I know you well enough to fuss you now. That didn't come off anywhere near as charming as you wanted it to. I know. As soon as I said it, I knew it was bad. I'm from space. Yeah, I think that came up. Maybe you want to be from space, too? Are you inviting me to go with you? Yeah, I guess I am. You know there's still an angry mob full of torches and pitchforks that's cornering us against a pit of lava, right? And they don't know they've been lied to for years? Oh, that reminds me. Jock speaks into his communicator. Charles, bring the ship to my location. We have found a pit of some kind of upstream lava that I believe will fuel the ship. So you know that regular lava would do. I do now. Be there shortly. So, Schrader, what do you say? Do you want to travel the stars? She looks up at the night sky. I don't know. Maybe. Well, does she? Does she decide to travel the stars with Jock Jr. for an unspecified amount of time? Or does she stay to and enlighten her villagers of the dark lies they were told? Or maybe the point is that it doesn't matter what she chooses, just that the choice is hers. Tune in next week, where I'm sure none of those questions matter. In Spacey's next exciting episode, The Secret Guardian. 
Species, Schraders of the Lost Ark, was written by Thomas Robinson and starred Frank Roberts as Ensign Jock Jr., Paul Richter as Commander Rash Blasterbilt, Aaron Dorn as Chancellor Hardy, Dylan Twiner as Charles, the Priest, Guy 1, 2, and 3, and the Blacksmith, Thomas Robinson as the Narrator, and me, Nana Curley, as the titular Schrader. Species is produced by Dylan Twiner. Tonight's episode was recorded in Seattle, Washington, Arvada, Colorado, and Tacoma, Washington. Banana, 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 banana